It took every ounce of my being to find purpose after losing my husband to cancer in 2020. I've put in a ton of work and I am now ready to share my personal ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am real, honest, raw, and even vulnerable. My hope is to inspire others to know there is so much life to live after such despair and to let you know you're not alone. Your personal experiences don't have to mirror mine, and as a matter of fact, they won't. Everyone's journey is different, and that's okay. My podcast is called Whole New Life, and my name is Stacy. Welcome to episode number seven called All the Firsts. What to expect today? I will share what a first means to me, the real and raw feelings that I had, and a few ways that I managed those firsts. I also have three guests today who are amazing friends of mine and unfortunately young widows as well. We will have a conversation about a few of our firsts and how we manage them. All right, let's get started. I broke down all the firsts into three categories. I have simple but significant firsts, the reminder you are alone first, and heartbreaking first. Here's a few examples. For simple but significant first, going to the grocery store alone, buying groceries for one, needing only a basket and not a cart. Seems simple, but it's pretty significant. Fixing something that's broke. And yes, I am blessed with people who will help me and still do help me with stuff. But it's that first time when I said to myself, all right, Stacy, you can do this. Watching a movie by myself, that first came over two years after my husband passed away. I couldn't sit on the couch and watch a sappy movie, even a laughy movie. I just, I wasn't in the mood to watch that by myself. So that first was actually pretty recent. Then the reminder, you are alone first. The first time I got an envelope invited to a party, whether it's a birthday party, graduation, or a wedding, and it said, Stacy Ryan, not John and Stacy Ryan, just Stacy Ryan on the envelope. Ugh. It's the driving yourself there, walking in alone, and then going home by yourself. Those are still constant reminders of you are alone. Heartbreaking first, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays. Oh my gosh. Annual vacations or annual events, all of it. That first year for me was truly heartbreaking. The real and raw feelings that I felt was emptiness, loneliness, sadness, anger, jealousy, and pure pain. Some of the ways that I worked on managing those moments were, should I remember that moment or should I not think about it today? It was usually a game time decision. Should I manage these feelings alone, staying under the covers, or should I create a new special way to deal with this? And again, each first that came, I managed it differently. And then celebrating. Should I celebrate with family and friends? Celebrating seems like such an odd word, but there were those moments where I tried to work really hard at celebrating what I had versus what I don't get to have anymore. And I will be completely honest with you. You know that saying, faking it till you make it? I am pretty sure that was me, I don't know, 95% of the time in 2021 with all these firsts. I sort of just had to be in the moment, call on friends or family if I needed them, Sometimes I wanted to be alone. Sometimes I wanted to forget. But all of the time, it was really, really hard. This past year, I met three new amazing friends. Unfortunately, we are all very young widows. And here we are navigating together. Let me tell you a little bit about each one. 
I met Pam in July of 2022. We met one night through mutual friends at a farmer's market. Our friends are like, oh my gosh, you two should get to know each other because they knew our situations were similar. Well, Pam and I hit it off and we have been best friends since. Pam sadly lost her husband to cancer in 2013. She's coming up on almost 10 years. Wow. My friend Christine, we were introduced through one of John's aunts. She saw Christine at a party, knew she lost her husband, and said, I feel like I should connect you with Stacy. Christine and I talked on the phone. It was well over two hours the first time. We connected immediately, and we've been friends since. Her husband was sadly killed in an accident in 2019. And then my other friend, Michelle. I met Michelle a few months ago. We also met through a mutual friend. He reached out to me and asked if I would touch base with Michelle. She's a newer widow. She lost her husband in 2022 to cancer, and he wanted her to be connected to people who understood. So Michelle and I have met up a few times. We've laughed and we've cried together, and we've been friends since as well. These three ladies came into my life for a reason. About two months ago, I decided to connect all four of us together. We all live within about a two-hour radius of each other, and I knew we all need each other. When we met for lunch, we had the opportunity to each share our story about our husbands, the good times that we had together, and the sad times when we lost our husband. We laughed, and we definitely cried. It's those friends when you're telling your story, and they're nodding like, yep, I get it. There's something oddly comforting and sad at the same time. I'm glad that we're all friends, but my heart aches for them. That day at lunch, I came up with this idea of, you guys, we need to do a podcast episode together. In that conversation, we were talking about some of the challenges that we were faced with, with all the firsts. I'm like, would you be willing to share a few of those? Again, the sole purpose of me doing this podcast is to let people know that they're not alone. They graciously all agreed. I've asked them to bring one or two stories, stories that are firsts for them. Yes, we have to relive these moments, so you will hear emotions come out. But while each of us are talking, we will hold each other's hands and get us through it. Meet my friends Pam, Christine, and Michelle. All right, guys, it is recording day for my girlfriends, Pam, Michelle, and Christine. Here's the deal. We are nervous. We're nervous because we have to, as I mentioned before, relive this stuff. We are going to hold each other's hands. We have Kleenexes already in our hands, and we've been talking for the last 20 minutes about stories, and I decided it's time to turn on the mic. We're going to share a few of our first and just kind of go through some of those stories. I'm going to bring up a story... I found in my journal entries back from June of 2021. And it sounds not silly, but it sounds so simple. But this is the things that I'm talking about. I got a cold on June 14th. And you know, summer colds already suck. But I remember feeling so sorry for myself because there's no one to take care of me. And it's not like John had to like do stuff when you have a cold, right? Like <laughs> it just felt nice that when he came home from work, someone was there to feel sorry for you too, right? <laughs> you know, who's going to make soup for me? I don't, I have to go to the store to get NyQuil. I don't know. Do I do that by myself now? <laughs> I mean, these are the things where you're like, oh my gosh, my reality, this just sucks. So I'm, I think I called a few girlfriends to be like, can someone just go get me some soup? <laughs> 
And then you have the old Facebook posts, like you just want to post out there just in case anybody cares. I know, right? I'm on the couch, I'm sick. Or, or you know, I call up my daughter and I'll be like, you know, it really sucks to be sick alone and there's nobody to take care of you. Nobody even knows you're sick. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, nobody even knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, she have no one to share that with. Yeah, we talked about doing this. One of the things that came to mind, because again, you know, I'm going on year 10 here. And so when I think back to um, a number of my firsts, I don't remember them right off the cuff. I, somebody has to be talking about something. I'll be like, oh, yeah. One of the, my things that started affecting me before Bruce even um, passed was I would be sitting in church with him and I would be spending more time thinking about I'm going to be doing this alone. I'm going to be sitting in church alone the rest of my life. Because at the time you knew he was sick and yeah. that and, was happening. Right. right. And and there were times when he couldn't make it to the seat that we would sit in and he'd sit in the back of the church and I would constantly be looking over my shoulder like, is he still there? I remember one of the first times I went to church after Bruce died. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't taking in the entire message. What I did hear was the pastor say, you know, God did not intend for man to live alone. I'm sitting there going, well, what about the woman? You're, you took my Bruce and now I'm here alone. I remember starting to quietly sob, doing the, and trying to look around like, how can I get out of here? I just want to run. I turned around what I felt was a comforting arm around me and a handful of Kleenexes being put in my hand because one of my good friend's daughter saw that I was having a meltdown and came to my rescue. One of the things that I turned to after Rick was killed was uh, fitness. And after a few months, I felt like I was ready to go back to the gym and just before COVID kind of got going. So I did go join a gym. Um, they were still open at the time. You fill out the forms and it completely caught me off guard, but they wanted to know your marital status. Oh. And they only had boxes for married and single. And I stood there staring at it. And that poor girl behind the counter probably thought like I was really like I couldn't read or something. right? Because <laughs> she's like looking at me. I'm like, simple question, but I can't answer that. I can't. I'm not ready to answer that. I didn't. I drew a box and I wrote wid widowed next to it. And I slid it back across the counter. And I said, I appreciate you want to know marital status probably for marketing. I said, but then you need to have a box for widows. I said, we're not all ready for that. Written it in many times myself. Yeah. It's like, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm not marketing single. I'm not ready for it, you know, so that was kind of one that I mean, medical forms, everything asks yep. you that, you know, and eventually you go, okay, well, Mark's single, that's what it is. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. That was the first. I, I remember that too from a, a doctor's form or whatever, and seeing that word and wanting to basically puke because we <laughs> you didn't choose it, right? <laughs> right? You didn't choose. I'm like, oh my god, and here I go, changing my status. Yay, yeah, yeah, good god, that one was hard, yeah. So my husband passed away 45 days before our 30th anniversary. Oh. Um, so the big milestone, you know, hoping he would make it until then, but he didn't. Um, he missed meeting his first grandchild. He was born in June of 22. I have three daughters. Um, one got married in August of 22, and one's getting married July 23. Every daughter wants her dad walking down the aisle. So I admit that that was probably the hardest first. Can you share a little bit about... So your daughter that got married last year, last June, you said? Uh, I have one in August of 22, and okay. then I have one in July. So in August. Can you share, so that was the wish, right? How did you guys get through that day? 
Was there, did you do anything special to feel that he was there with you? Um, we had this picture up front with okay. her, and then I walked her down the aisle. Oh my god! Beautiful. Like, That's no, beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, hard. Right. 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 On but, so many levels, but beautiful. But I, my last verse was the obviously the anniversary of his death. Um, but I told my friends and family, like, this is I'm never going to mention this date again. This is the date that we're going to honor. We're going to honor the day he lived, which was his birthday. Yeah. Not the date of his death. So I, I, I pretty much put it out there and said, this date will not, February 18th, the day he died, is not a date in my memory. Because why should it be? Right. We honored the day that he lived, which was in June and not in February. And yeah. tell, um, you just did something really cool and special on his birthday. He spent a lot of time at a coffee place in Chilton where I live. So there was, they just got, a bunch of guys always got together before work and he did it all the time. I never was there. I never actually knew who was there. But he really enjoyed coffee and talking to the guys in the morning. So that day I just, I put out a, a note that anybody who drink wants to come to Seven Angels in Chilton and have coffee, it's free that I paid for it. And that was a beautiful was tribute awesome. for him. Yeah. I have a, the first anniversary was one of the things that I was going to talk about too. And it kind of ties into one of your other episodes on signs. Mm. You know, my anniversary was shortly after Bruce passed as well. He passed on August 25th and our anniversary was on October 11th. I literally woke up bawling that day. It just, it didn't stop and it didn't stop. And, you know, people were calling to say they were thinking of me. And I remember Jessica and her husband, Chris, came over and had been bawling and bawling. And I couldn't stop. I just kept bawling. I was, I walked into the kitchen when they got there they had brought flowers. Our favorite season was fall and our anniversary was October 11th. We would always go for a motorcycle ride. I'm in the kitchen. Chris is carrying in these flowers, talking to each other. I felt this whirlwind swirling around me, you know, like something that would be strong enough to blow your leaves outside into the neighbor's yard, kind of a whirl like that. It stopped just as fast as it started. And I, I looked at Jessica and Chris and I'm like, did you guys just feel that? And they're looking at me like, feel what? And I'm like, I am not kidding you. I was just blanketed with this swirl of wind around me. To me, that was Bruce hugging me and telling me that he was still there and he's got you. We were going to be okay. (laughs) And then later that day, you know, as I, I've talked with Stacy before, I, you know, I still have my husband's motorcycle. I mean, my son does. Our One of our good friends came and took me for a motorcycle ride that day. And we Aww. went to the cemetery and oh, looked at the that. fall leaves because that was always looking at the fall colors and stuff. The people around you that care yeah. enough to hug you in those situations is what 10 years later you remember. You know, I'm just sitting here for a moment. I'm listening to your stories, and some of them I already heard. I am proud of us, you guys. All these stories are hard. Each time you found something to do to honor your husband, to celebrate what you had. I don't know. That just to me is badass. I am so grateful to have met you. Oh, my gosh. Likewise. Before we turn on the microphone, we were talking for 20 minutes, like I said. I should have been recording that. But anyway, we talked about weddings and getting invited to stuff. You know, I'm going to put this out there. This is not those episodes or none of these are for that matter to feel sorry for us. That's not what we're doing this for. We want others out there like who have gone through something similar or maybe even not similar, but have the same kind of feelings. And we just want you to know we got you and we feel you. And we're just here being vulnerable to share a story. But one of the things we were talking about is getting the inevitable card in the mail to get invited to an event. We were kind reminiscing on some our first weddings that we went to and got invited to and really those 
challenging feelings from the moment you saw the envelope in your mailbox. I know, Christine, you had a story that you wanted to share a little bit about. I mean, I think weddings that first year, I actually avoided going. Yeah. Um, I'd send a gift. It wasn't that I didn't want them to have their joy. That wasn't it at all. It's just that I knew that I just felt like the ceremony is so intimate and the vows are so special that like it was just going to be a huge reminder of what I'd lost, yep. what we had lost. I felt like maybe just let them have their moments. I don't need to be there crying in the background. Like it's going to be weird. <laughs> well, then COVID happened. So there weren't any weddings for a good year. And when, you know, a year and a half, two years later, people started gathering again. The invites started to come. For me, I'm all about details in life for some reasons. So like I noticed this little stuff and we all talked about this prior to starting this recording. And I was, it's one of those moments where like we all go through this stuff and we think we're alone. But then I meet people like you and we have these similarities and you go, oh my gosh, we're not alone in this. Like we're not alone. Like we were going, yeah, exactly. Same thing. And it's so com comforting and a really like, it's a sad thing that it's right? comforting, but yeah. at the same time you, you go, we can support each other in this. Anyway, this, I opened my mailbox and there were wedding invitations. As they rolled in, the thing I noticed was instead of being, you know, Mr. and Mrs. or Rick and Christine, it was now Christine. Of I got a handful of these wedding invites over a few months. Only one of all of them offered me and guest. It's true I wasn't dating anybody, but they wouldn't have known that. There's just something that offers someone a little bit of hope if they've lost someone or a little bit of companionship to say, hey, you and a friend. Right. Or hey. You and who knows? It doesn't have to be a significant other to right. that point. It's just somebody to drive in the car yeah. with every single piece of it. And like, I know oh nobody God. meant any harm. Well, for sure. Making it a just me thing on the envelope. But it, it did hurt. Really young cousin who did offer me a plus one. I saw her at another one of the weddings. And I went up to her and I started crying. And I said, I can't even tell you what that meant to me. I'm like, I don't have a plus one. But it was so special that you thought I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> It was really nice to offer that. I said, I won't be bringing one and it'll just be me. But it was really sweet because those moments are just like. And that's a first. It is. Yeah. That absolutely. moment for you was a first of having like yes. this plus one on a card. Yes. First of not having it, which is kind of devastating when it's a yep. reminder you're alone. Oh yeah. my gosh. And then you go to the actual wedding and, you know, those are a varying success for you the first time. I appreciate you. Thanks for having, Thanks us. For having us. You're doing great work. Yes. Absolutely. Very proud Thanks of you. For what That's because I have amazing people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. At first, they were afraid for me to turn on the microphone and talk, and then I couldn't stop them from talking. It was an amazing conversation. I love you guys so much. They nailed it. I cut out a few of our conversations just because our conversations flowed to a different direction, and I wanted to stay on topic with all the firsts. I am the creator, the author, the speaker, and the editor of my podcast, and I'm learning all of this as I go as well. So thank you for being patient with my editing skills. All the firsts. I'm so grateful for my friends to greatly share a few of their stories. They are inevitable, and they are part of this journey for us, and maybe even for the seconds and the thirds and even the tenth time it happens. It might be easier, but it's still that reminder. There is no right or wrong way to handle this, and I feel like my girlfriends are killing it out there, and so am I. It's okay to not be okay, and it's also okay to be proud of yourself. Whether the first is a simple but significant first, a reminder that you are alone first, 
or heartbreaking first, we managed our raw emotions and found ways to celebrate our husbands and to remember our husbands. We will continue to move forward, but never forgetting. Thank you for listening. I hope you go live your best life today, this week, and always. I would love your feedback. My contact information is on my website, stacyryanauthor.com. I'm also writing a book series about my life experiences. I am an Ironman, a young cancer survivor and widow, and now an author ready to share my story to help others. All my podcast and book updates are posted on my website. Peace, love, and happiness, my friends.